Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are going to have such a great conversation. I am absolutely delighted to be speaking with another cancer warrior, another survivor, because we're going to be talking about not only how we you know get through this icky nastiness, but more importantly, how rather than just surviving, we are thriving. And so please join me in welcoming Sean Walker to our program today. Welcome, Sean. How are you? Doing great, Deb. Good morning to you. And thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to being on the program. I know we are going to have so much fun talking about so many things because you have done so much and it's just such an inspirational story. So let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Sean Wachter is a business development manager for Gig USA. He is a husband and a father of two young girls, one of which is only about a month old. He also happens to be a former two-sport collegiate athlete a former pro football player, and after battling and surviving a rare form of melanoma, he finds himself using wrestling, of all things, to raise awareness and funding for cancer research, all while finishing his MBA and working with several major cancer organizations. So again, Sean, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Well, you know, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they are today, you know, and, and you are obviously going to have a very fascinating story. So tell us a little bit more about it. Well, I guess the best place to start would be the beginning of my cancer journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 31 years old. Uh, as I like to tell people, I was alive. I was mm-hmm. living, but not living a fulfilling life or my, my best life for that matter. Mm-hmm. I was uh, what I would kind of call almost like a, a meathead frat boy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Unfortunately, it was coming off of a very bad injury uh, mm-hmm. that cost me my ability to walk for a little while. Mm-hmm. I had broken my neck and back and took a little over nine surgeries to get wow. that squared away. But, um, you know, I was kind of just like I said, I was just living. I had a few small business. You're kind of living the dream. Uh, at that point, I'm just kind of I'm floating along. I'm uh, I'm, I'm dealing with what, what life is throwing at me. But. What it threw at me on September 26th of 2016, I couldn't have never predicted. Uh, essentially, I had wound up having a massive stroke in my parents' uh, living room. And uh, that stroke was caused by a golf ball-sized tumor in my cerebellum, mm-hmm. which we later found out to be a stage 4 melanoma that had metastasized to my throat, lungs, kidney, bowels, and... Uh, Worst of all, my brain and, and spinal cord, and then to the spinal cord fluid, giving me lepto meningeal disease. So I've uh, battled that over the past uh, seven years, mm-hmm. and 
today. I, I sit here talking with you, uh, not only in absolute gratitude getting to have this experience by sharing my story with you, but also getting to say that uh, confirmed by Sloan Keller, Kettering, uh, I am uh, the only documented uh, recurred case on record of my cancer. Wow. Yeah. So I feel I have a great responsibility, mm-hmm. not only to bring awareness to people, but I've also through Sloan Kettering have been participating in a great number of uh, research uh, projects for mm-hmm. them, donating tissue samples, uh, fluids, blood, whatever they may need extra mm-hmm. scans. Cause I don't want to be one of one. Right. I want one of a million mm-hmm. and hopefully as advances are made, I want to not have anyone else be a statistic and mm-hmm. just let us all live our lives. So right. that's kind of how I've gotten here with a few little interesting twists and turns around along the way. <laughs> I know, you know, and those twists and turns are the things that about get you right. You know, that was, that was me when I went through all of mine, I was doing perfectly fine until I had the complications. Um, you know, it, it's one of the things that you talk about uh, and, and you mentioned is that we want to bring awareness so let's start by talking about melanoma, because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, skin cancer, eh, not a big deal. Um, and obviously it is because, you know, I had basal cell carcinoma, which that actually sounds worse, right? Um, it was easy to treat. I mean, they took the little thing, they went, and that was it. You know, I have a scar, but, you know, um, I told him, I said, don't you be messing up my tattoo because it says warrior. We don't want that messed up, right? Um, and so... You know, and, and, but clearly melanoma is one of those where it gets, it can get very bad very quickly. And as you, as you know, you have absolutely no idea. So talk to us more about what people need to know about melanoma. I think with melanoma, the thing is for the majority of folks is frequent skin checks, Mm -hmm. looking for what they like to call the, the ugly duckling, which is the mole that really Mm -hmm. doesn't look like it belongs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if people think, though, that melanoma doesn't really in- deal with people that have darker skin, maybe people that mm-hmm. are African-American. But what a lot of people don't realize is uh, the famous uh, reggae musician, Bob Marley, mm-hmm. he actually died from melanoma. Right. And it's actually uh, harder to see when you've got some issues. Well, for with Bob, for example, he had noticed a spot underneath his big toenail, mm-hmm. and he had thought that someone stepped on his foot during a soccer right. match. And it's yeah. like, no big deal. Bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, it became an issue, and that's unfortunately mm-hmm. how we lost Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had great advances mm-hmm. in, in treatment just in the last 10 years alone. So, you know, hopefully if Bob Marley was here today, you know, he would still be here today because of all these wonderful advances. Mm-hmm we've had as a result of clinical mm-hmm. research. Right. You know, and, and of course, the big thing is, as you said, if it looks unusual, you know, the spot that was on my arm, it was this little thing. I mean, smaller than a pea, you know, this time. And, and, and it just would not heal. It kept bleeding. And so my thought was, I just kept banging it, right? You know, that's why it didn't. And, you know, stupid me, I had it for many months before I pointed it out to the doctor who sent me to the dermatologist immediately. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of these where at any age, you know, we need to, I, I fondly now call my visits to the dermatologist, the strip and spins. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, but we need to do that, you know, maybe not for the dermatologist, but have someone, you know, give you a glance over because you can't see half your body. I, 
I monthly have uh, my wife do that yeah. for me, and I feel bad for her, and, and she may lose her eyesight prematurely, but she's <laughs> responsible for that. She signed up for it. This is she knew what she was getting into, but you are yes. an athlete, so you know it's it's you know I'm sure that you know, makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, she calls me Al Bundy. Ah, oh no, oh no. Um, you know, and but it is, it's one of those types of things that we do need to look for and catch. Um, you know, my generation, um, I'm probably almost old, you know, not quite old enough to be your mother, but pretty darn close. Um, you know, we used to go out in the sun and bake. Bake, bake, bake. And we did the stupid things like putting baby oil and iodine on our bodies. Well, you know, my friends turned this gorgeous shade of brown and I peeled. I Well, first I turned into a lobster, then I peeled and then I was white again. And I was like, well, this isn't working. Um, but, you know, I, I watch those places. You know, if you your arms, obviously you, 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 your head. My father had multiple places um, surgically removed from his ears because there were just he'd just get these little things on his ears and, you know, they would just take them off. And like most things like this, most of the time, it's nothing. But the key is that we want to make sure that if it's something, we catch it very early. Well, I think another thing, too, is another outlier of a, a school of thought that's also uh, often missed, other than, you know, perhaps people that, like I said, are, are African-American, mm -hmm. is, uh, younger people as well. Uh, right. Yeah. We were like, no, old people get old people get cancer younger, in younger, general. Right. I don't think people realize and this applies to many of life choices, mm -hmm. the decisions and choices we make when we're younger mm -hmm. impact our health to where we are today, mm -hmm. whether it be smoking drinking mm -hmm. whatever activities mm -hmm. but you know being out in the sun and worshiping the sun at a young age it doesn't make you any more impervious to the dna damage right that goes on when i was in college i worked at a very famous uh, nightclub known as neptunes in the hampton mm -hmm. they encouraged us as security staff and i was almost a 300 pound man at the time yeah you did play uh, you know uh, you did play football. Mm -hmm. Yes, I play. I was an offensive lineman in college. That's oh, what you big dude. That's what I <laughs> that 63 and 68 behind mm -hmm. me. And everyone goes, oh, what are those? Your, your big brother's jerseys, as I sit yep. here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the point is, you know, they would encourage us to walk around wearing these really skimpy tank tops to right. show our physiques. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're standing. You were to be intimidating. Like you said, you know, we're basking, we're putting mm -hmm. the, the oil on, we're doing all mm -hmm. this stuff. And I'm sitting there at 21 going, eh, I don't need no sunscreen. Mm -hmm. I, I would right. shave my head. I wouldn't wear a hat. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's things like that. When 10 years later, I'm laying in a hospital bed mm -hmm. holding, you know, hey, I need a transfusion, stroke team, Ruben Fon. Right. Like you're sitting there going, wow, I mm -hmm. wish I would have wore sunscreen. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, that is one of the things now, you know. It, it, just like people who smoke two packs a day sometimes don't get lung cancer, you know, and people who, you know, all these various things, there's, there's not anything that is a hundred percent, you know, yay or nay. Um, but it's sunscreen really is pretty simple, um, you know, to, to do. And, uh, you know, we, we just need to, to, you know, embrace the fact that it's okay to not be this golden glow of tan. And again, any skin type, needs to be wearing sunscreen. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, anybody just needs to be doing that. If you're going out, you know, why not protect and do a little moisturizing at the same time. So you don't look, you know, old and wrinkled long before you're supposed to. Well, you know, you 
have you know as as I said, you have done so much with your life in these these short span of of time. You have a wonderful wife, two daughters, and I think a big part of you know all of this is that we just go on. But you know, so many times it's hard, right? You know, it's you just want to say, "I'm I'm tired today." How do you get through the "I'm tired todays"? Well, you know, it's uh. There, there, there's two biggies when it comes to as far as, you know, keeping out there and going at it. And then for me, there's one other one for just, you know, the whole overall attitude. And mm-hmm. uh, I break it down into the three key points of my cancer journey at the beginning. Uh, so as far as, you know, keeping on going, keeping on going in a macro sense, so mm-hmm. to speak. I would have to credit that greatly to a a wonderful motivational speaker who happens to be a a former collegiate football player, much, Mm -hmm. uh, much, much better in in all areas than myself. But uh, the gentleman's name is Inky Johnson, and uh, he played for the University of Tennessee. He was projected Mm -hmm. first round draft pick in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Freak accident, man lost use of his arm and uh, his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the sole breadwinner and provider for his family. I believe he had about nine brothers and sisters mm-hmm. living in a very small one or be- two bedroom house. And he had thought that that was it. He let mm-hmm. everyone down. The dream was over. He might as well just die. Mm-hmm. And he thought to himself, and this is in a YouTube video. It's in the YouTube video is it's not about you by Yankee Johnson. Mm-hmm where he talks about how when he was ready to throw in the towel, he realized all the people that rallied around him, all his his friends, his family. And he said, you know, I didn't want my friends to lose their friends. I didn't Mm -hmm. want your teammate to lose their, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. teammates lose their teammate. I didn't want my mom to lose her son. I didn't want my brother and sisters to lose their brother. Mm -hmm. And that's how I kind of looked at it because I was so fortunate to have such a, big support system, right. such a huge support system mm-hmm. so between my family, between, uh, you know, my local community, but also too, I must've had a steady rotation of 30 college and high school football teammates that all wow. bringing me to the hospital, mm-hmm. the doctor come to the hospital, you know, had parties in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But as far as now, number two, as a day-to-day sense to keep on going, mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, I, I think to the beginning of when I got sick and when things started to get a little bit better and I said to myself, hey, you know what, that 13, uh, 12 weeks they gave you now, we're, we're going to keep running with this. And I had to think back to 2014, uh, famed sportscaster Stuart Scott, who worked for ESPN, who unfortunately passed from cancer, uh, he accepted the Jim Valvano uh courage award Mm -hmm. and uh the v foundation is something very near and dear to me Mm -hmm. i do happen to do a little advocacy work for them Mm -hmm. great organization and we could talk more about them later Oh, definitely Mm -hmm. the the quote that stewart gave was something that stuck with me all the way through and that was when you die to cancer it doesn't mean you lose the cancer you beat cancer by living and then by the which manner in which you live, right. so live. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was something that was like, you're not meant to sit here and, and die on your sword. Mm-hmm. 
And then just to group it in, and I'm sorry for kind of perverting your question here a little no, bit. No, no, this is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, let, me, let me get that third one in there, which doesn't necessarily have to do with going from either a macro or micro mm-hmm. sense. It's more so along the lines of what really kind of smacked me in the face and said, hey, you're not going to cry. You're not going to mm-hmm. feel bad. You know, when I got out of the local hospital, I was mm-hmm. in. You know, and all the prednisone and decadron and all the good stuff they gave me started to wear off mm-hmm. that, with that lovely moon face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the next stop for me was uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they didn't have their radiation units segregated. Mm-hmm. So you had Sloan Kettering kids, which wasn't known as Sloan Kettering kids mm-hmm. then. And you said the regular adults all in the same right. room. And I'm sitting there with folks that are my age at the time, 31, but Mm -hmm. they were impatient. They were parents. Mm -hmm. And I sat there at 31, as I said, self-described, frathead meat boy, you know, meathead frat Mm -hmm. boy, you know. And I I saw these kids and I said, you know, I've made every mistake a a 31-year-old man could make. Mm -hmm. You know, I've lived three lifetimes in 31 years. Mm -hmm. I said, all these people, sorry, Sean, I feel bad for you. Like, no, don't feel sorry for me. Don't feel bad for me. I, I had a great life. You know mm-hmm. what? These poor kids, they haven't even mm-hmm. had a chance to steal a cookie yet. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that kind of really defined for me, like, this is how we're going to go about it. Mm-hmm. And then the subsequent two other videos and, and, and quotes really just kind of set the pace for all mm-hmm. the great things that I got to accomplish while being sick, which right. is it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and you even tell people you know, having cancer might have been one of the best things that could happen to you. Oh, you know, it's I tell people this all the time. And, and <laughs> I like to look at their reaction because, mm-hmm. you know, we're you and I are in a special club. Right. We're we didn't want to be, but that's no, all right. We don't want to be. But you know what? We're here. It's cool. Mm-hmm. There's lots of cool people. And they got good music. You know, we can't mm-hmm. complain. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I tell people and I look to see their face. Uh, I always say cancer was the most beautiful thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to me because it was a very humbling experience. I, I'm a spiritual person. I mm-hmm. won't get all preachy and religious, but I felt that when I had my neck injury and back injury, mm-hmm. that was whatever higher power was there mm-hmm. going, whap, give mm-hmm. me a smack on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I still. Not hey, look, I wasn't out, I wasn't out there doing terrible things, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like I was uh, going to be going for sainthood anytime. Right. Your mother probably raised her eyebrows at you numerous times. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't trying to get the frozen TV dinner to whack me with. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, cancer gave me another big old whap mm-hmm. to the back of the head, and I think that was the one I needed because when someone says you have twelve weeks to live and you're as stubborn as I am. You just kind of like want to rage right? machine. Mm-hmm. And as I started to get better through, as I said, these clinical trials I was involved with, and it, it, it just gave me more to keep going. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, someone took the wool over my right. eyes. It's like, wait, this is real fulfilling mm-hmm. life. And in the seven years that I battled, cancer you know i got to go on an i got to go on amazing trips Mm -hmm. with pretty much most of the the 30 gentlemen that gathered behind me you know wow 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we we called that the Sean Walker Death Tour. We kind of, <laughs> yeah. which you know, unfortunately, when the the tour came to a conclusion, I well, I, I still had plenty of road miles on me. Yeah, you're like I, okay. I, I, wait a moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, wait a moment. That that money would have been nice right now. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Guys, I, I I made it. Can you can you chuck back yeah. in here? But uh, yeah, I gotta pay my rent. Uh, we 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 had an awesome time with that, and uh, also too, I got to go on some great trips with with my dad, mm-hmm. and then also too during that period, you know, once things really started to stabilize, which no one would have ever thought, I said mm-hmm. to my dad, I said, I'm not gonna rat, rat away on your couch here. I'm I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. and I'm gonna coach football because I got to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had coached high school football for nine years, mm-hmm. and uh, two of those nine were, were spent at uh, Long Beach High School here in uh, mm-hmm. New York. And uh, I picked Long Beach just because they were close to the house, but also, too, I had a friend who already coached in the program and said, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the budget for another coach. Mm-hmm. And knowing the area and the demographics, a lot of uh, Section 8, Mm-hmm. A lot of kids. It's coming. an inner city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of kids coming actually in from Queens mm-hmm. over a bridge into Long Island and claiming residency. So mm-hmm. an abundance of kids, not enough eyes, not enough mm-hmm. attention. And that's always something that struck hard with me because mm-hmm. I've had dealing with kids before. And I firmly believe there are no bad kids. You mm-hmm. just need to right. give them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that was so fulfilling getting to go back. And, and to give back to a program and let these kids see me go through my struggle, mm-hmm. but then also too to get to look at their own struggles and appreciate my own parents a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. So that, that was so fulfilling. And I, and I like to tell a little story from that time, which is a little bit embarrassing for me, but I say, ah, you know what? It, it, it just speaks to people because mm-hmm. I mentioned before community and, and mm-hmm. not to get to political or anything someone once said it takes a village right Mm -hmm. well i believe that cancer takes a community Mm -hmm. and it's all about your community the Mm -hmm. people around you Mm -hmm. so i had gotten chemotherapy on a friday morning Mm -hmm. and it happened to be a holiday here i forget which one on long island and the kids were having a game at a very tough school district Mm -hmm. and really tough neighborhood mm-hmm. and uh, to say they were a little intimidated would be an understatement mm-hmm. but i'm coming from one of my 120 rounds of uh, uh updevo wowza yeah and uh unfortunately for me i got a little bit of tummy problems mm-hmm. from updevo. right that's yeah that happens mm-hmm. and, you know some, some people call it colitis we just call it tummy problems in the right. so uh I went right from Sloan Kettering's Nassau uh, facility, which was about maybe a mile down the road from this particular high mm-hmm. school. And it was nasty. It was pouring rain. Oh. It, was, it, was, mm-hmm. it was everything you could have thought like you didn't want to deal with. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And my friend had gotten the kids starting to warm up and I coached the linemen. Mm-hmm. And I went to get off uh, the exit there and park my car. And then I said to myself, oh, goodness, here comes a tummy problem. Yes. So, Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. To the, instead of jogging over to my players, I went right to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a little bit of blood and mm-hmm. cleaned ourselves up, got back yeah. out there, got to tend to business. And mm-hmm. I noticed my, my football players there, my linemen, kind of doing this weird hover stance where they're not putting their hand on the ground, mm-hmm. and 
kind of like huddling together, mm -hmm. like shivering. And I go running over doing my best uh, pseudo drill instructor. Mm -hmm. and yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Maybe with a few other choice words mm -hmm. that'll spare your audience and yourself. And uh, they said, Coach, it's, it, it's raining. We don't want to get our gloves wet. Oh. And I said, are you blanking mm -hmm. kidding me? Mm -hmm. I just came from the chemotherapy chair mm -hmm. and I just went in that bathroom and blanked mm -hmm. blood. Mm -hmm. You're telling me it's too wet for your gloves. Yep. What's your blanking excuse? Mm -hmm. And they went. It snapped with them. Mm -hmm. But what puts a nice punctuation on the story for me is. I went to practice, I think it was four days later, because I had to go into the city on that Monday for some mm -hmm. scans. And there was over 50 young men wearing gray t-shirts that on the front said beach football. So I thought nothing of it. And they said, coach, look, and they turned around and on the back was a black melanoma ribbon. And it said, coach, walk strong. Mm -hmm. And underneath it in big capital letters said, what's your excuse? Mm. I love it. I love, oh, I just got chills. I did my best to hide behind my sunglasses, mm -hmm. but it did not work. Right. And and you know what? Manly men cry. No, oh, no, of course. And, you know, these were kids that I didn't want to worry because at the end of the day, right. they still are young men. They're, st they're still they, grown. And they had enough going on in their own lives. And there was about two or three times that I had to grab my buddy by the shoulder and say, I can't see. Mm-hmm. Because the swelling would get so bad, and right. call, he'd walk me around the corner, and mm -hmm. we call either an ambulance or my or one of mm -hmm. my parents. But we did that, and we coached football. And then my folks said, "You know what? I think you should maybe make an effort to put yourself out there, being you're still here and still going strong." Mm -hmm. And I said, "All right, I guess I'll do that." Mm -hmm. You know, things were stabilizing, like I had said, mm -hmm. and progressively getting better. And that's when my wife and I started dating i love it mm -hmm. yeah and you know it was so amazing you know i had as almost like a cathartic exercise i had made uh facebook posts every mm -hmm. time i had gone to get chemotherapy or mm -hmm. a scan and my mother kind of asked me to do it because she was dealing with a lot of the weight of mm -hmm. having to you know keep people informed right mm -hmm. she said, just told people what's going on mm -hmm. through the facebook post even if it's just like hey i'm okay mm -hmm. So who am I to say no to my mother? I'm her right. Oh mother. yeah, no, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna burden her with that. Mm -hmm. I burned her with enough, and mm -hmm. still do to this day. But I said I'll make these posts, and mm -hmm. I, I realized my now wife, as I look back on it, was liking all of them all along the way. Yeah. She was stalking you. I, I, I wish. I wish <laughs> that would be so flattering. But no, it, it just you know, Cindy had gotten through a difficult uh, divorce, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Cindy had a, a 13 month uh, mm -hmm. daughter at the time. And we uh, started to talk again. We went on our first date mm -hmm. uh, unbeknownst to both of us, which when she hears this, she'll probably go because she doesn't like this story. <laughs> but uh, she and I actually were born 13 days apart, five, oh. five houses away from each other on the same block. So after fate, fate. After, after mm -hmm. I went home and told my mom, you know, about how great this like six mm -hmm. hours lunch was with this amazing girl mm -hmm. she said well that's actually the first girl you ever hung out with because you guys used to go up and down the block together in the stroller wow so we started we started to date mm -hmm. and she, she asked me if i would help her raise her daughter a few months mm -hmm. later and that to me was and still is one of the 
greatest accomplishments mm-hmm. I ever had. She's mm-hmm. almost eight, as you so wonderfully mm-hmm. shared. Uh, we just had a child of our own, our, our miracle baby. And mm-hmm. I tell my stepdaughter all the time, because, you know, it's kids worry. You know, am I going to? Mm-hmm. I said, no, sweetheart, you're always going to be number one to mm-hmm. me. I said, yep. you're, you're the only reason why I wanted to have your sister, which is the truth. I didn't, want, I didn't want kids. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And then I met my wife again and I doubled down on two and said, oh, well, might as well do the marrying and buying in the house as well. You know, yep, yep. You're going to have to be grown up order, now. <laughs> but, you know, so I did that. And then on top of that, you know, at that time when I was still sick, I said to myself, I'm, I'm worried I'm not going to leave them with enough because mm-hmm. I was doing my best to, you know, Cindy had a great job. You know, right. Cindy is just mm-hmm. now in the workforce because we wanted her to do what our mothers had mm-hmm. done. Right. Be able to stay home and, and raise, you know, the kids, which that's wonderful. But, but, but Cindy is a 14 year veteran of mm-hmm. uh, one of the largest school districts in the country. Ah. I guess I could say NY, New York City DOE, because she doesn't work there anymore. And, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> 14 years of that being mm-hmm. a special edu- education mm-hmm. teacher on the elementary level, mm-hmm. which, if anyone knows the area, it takes a special person. It does take a very special person. Much mm-hmm. like it takes a special person to marry me and deal with me every day. But I was worried that I was not going to be able to supplement or, or give enough. You know, I had made a lot of good financial mm-hmm. decisions. Um, but essentially the day I had money for one person, not for three. And right. I wanted to get to a situation where mm-hmm. I could have money for three. Mm-hmm. And even if I was no longer here, then at least they would be able right. to, mm-hmm. to benefit. And there would be something for her daughter's college fund. So I actually got together with uh, two former friends of mine and we started one of the largest independent coffee chains on mm-hmm. Long Island. And What I'm proud of the most is I wound up having to learn, not that I wanted to, that's why I said former friends, Mm -hmm. story for another day. Um, I got to learn every single aspect of the coffee business while being sick and dealing with chemo Mm -hmm. and everything. So I had so many days where I would go from about five o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning on infusion days, scan days. And you know how those can be. Good thing you, you sold coffee. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, I got to do some pretty neat things. Mm -hmm. And one of those neat things was, you know, growing up on long Island here, we have the Nassau Coliseum, which Mm -hmm. has now been since replaced by UBS arena, which is a heck of Mm -hmm. a lot nicer and more, more Mm -hmm. but the Nassau Coliseum, if you're a long Islander, that's, you know, the home, home of the Islanders and their four Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in, in the early 80s. Hey, my abs have too. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not. I, I'm just a, I'm a football and wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm a lacrosse guy too. But, you know, when is that on television? That yeah. mm-hmm. It's getting a little bit more popular. But mm-hmm. anyway, but, you know, and that's all Coliseum, home mm-hmm. of you know, Billy Joel and also too, right. and, you know, WrestleMania too and all these mm-hmm. other big things. So. One of the cooler things I got to do was playing in the arena football league. I had actually gotten to briefly play there for the New York dragons Mm -hmm. before they sent me over to the New Jersey uh, Mm -hmm. revolution. And, you know, as someone who grew up in Long Island, like I said, that that's our arena, that was our arena. Mm -hmm. So 
when I was sitting in my chemo chair at Sloan Kettering, I noticed that they were bringing back professional indoor lacrosse mm. to that arena. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people from my chemo chair, I brokered start to finish, not only a sponsorship, a partnership, but a consult a consulting deal mm-hmm. for myself with that particular lacrosse team. But I was also able to negotiate rights, agreements, fees, everything for a full-on concession uh, overseeing of the mm-hmm. Coliseum. Wow. So I made some pretty cool business deals while having mm-hmm. some pretty funky mm-hmm. stuff pumped mm-hmm. into my arm. So mm-hmm. I always, that's that's the one thing I like to puff my chest about when it comes to cancer. Like, oh, you had a tough day at the office? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, let me tell you about mine. Let me, let me tell you about my office and my, mm-hmm. and my cubicle mm-hmm. uh, mate or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, what I love about what you're saying is that, you know, yeah, we do have down days um, as, you know, and, and but you, you just got to keep going. And not only did you keep going, you, you kept up in the, the ante, right? You know, you, well, you know, do that. Well, fine. We're going to do that. And this, um, you know, and, and I love that. And clearly, you know, everybody's journey is different. Um, I actually had treatment yesterday. So I was in there. I was, I was hooked up. Where are you? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you, you keep going merrily along. Um, I'll need extra coffee today and probably a nap or two, but yeah, you know, it's, and, but the, the lady next to me turns out we had the same birthday. So that was really funny because you know, what's your name and what's your birthday? And she, and I was like, Hey, that's my birthday. Um, because you know, I don't just go and sit. Right. Um, <laughs> but she, she, uh, had two friends with her and, uh, you know, and they were having a good time visiting, but my assumption was it was her first time because a lot of times people do bring somebody for their first time. And, um, you know, that, that moral support, there have been times where I you know, have known that it's somebody's first time and I'll go sit by them. Um, you know, if they're back there by themselves and, and things like that, but you know, she was, she was having a good time. And, and so I finished much earlier than she did because my treatment takes a whopping 30 minutes. Um, and so it takes me longer to drive there, but, yeah. um, you know, and, and so as, as I was leaving, I you know was, was wishing her luck and happy early birthday, you know, and all that good stuff. And so I said, you know, is this your first treatment? And she said, no, this is my last treatment and we are here to party. And I just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Um, you know, and, and, but it is about, you know, just keeping going. You know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I always figure if I wake up and I'm not looking up at six feet of dirt, it's a good day. Um, yes. You know, and, and, but it's, it, it is about priorities. I mean, you know, when I'm having a day where I'm like, oh, pitiful, pitiful me. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, commercial will come on for say wounded warriors. Okay. That no, that right there, that is, you know, nothing compares to what they have been through and what they have given to us and to the the country. And, and then the, the, you know, another commercial will come on and it will be for St. Jude's. So back to kids with cancer, Um, you know, it's just, you start to feel sorry for yourself and then you see somebody who's worse and, you know, and, and so then it's like, well, you know, get yourself up. And I, and I don't care folks, you know, you, you might be what it is that you do to, to do that because sometimes getting from the bed to the chair might be the, 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 you know, the biggest thing you can do that day. 
And that's okay. You know, you don't have to go out and start businesses and, and broker deals. It's, you know, it's, it's do what you can, um, you know, and, and, and I specifically mentioned St. Jude's because that is one of the organizations that you have supported with some of the, the advocacy and fundraising efforts that you've done. Yeah. You know, it's uh, that's a pretty neat little, you know, note on to my life itself. So uh, when I was a senior in high school, I, uh, wanted to get involved with professional wrestling mm-hmm. truth be told it's something that i've been wanting to be involved with and have loved since i was a little boy like mm-hmm. when i was growing up it was it was ghostbusters and wwf at mm-hmm. the time. you know i'm a big hulk hogan guy i was gonna say that was about the time period of hulk hogan mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I always joke with my father i said the biggest mistake you ever made was sitting me down in front of wrestlemania five <laughs> you know? so anyway you know, I, tr- I tried to do it when I was a senior in high school and growing up with a, a police detective for a father, mm-hmm. he finds out that you're not going to Bible study on a Sunday morning and you're actually oh. you're going to a warehouse and almost in the middle of nowhere industrial area to learn mm-hmm. how to call. Yeah, don't sit too well with him. And that, no, no, you went back to Bible study, I'm guessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, because he looked at it this way. You know, you have an opportunity to have a scholarship for football, you know, in college. Mm-hmm. I've worked very hard my whole life and can send you anywhere you want, but mm-hmm. you have an ability to have a coupon, a discount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to take away my coupon and discount. Yeah, so stop that. Oh, he goes, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be taking away your bed. So you better mm-hmm. stop doing this wrestling mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, okay. you're you're going to school on that football scholarship. I, mm-hmm. I, I played by his rules that mm-hmm. time. Uh <laughs> wound up playing in the arena football league for mm-hmm. about a cup of coffee, shoulder mm-hmm. problems kind of curtailed my mm-hmm. football dreams. But local wrestling promoter asked me if I wanted to get back involved, and mm-hmm. I gave it a shot. I, I trained a little bit over in uh, New Jersey. And then I said, you know what, if I'm going to be really serious about this, I should come on home and do this. And I, and I started doing it here on Long Island at a local school. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I said, unrelated, had that really bad neck injury. Mm-hmm. And that came a few weeks after a scout from the WWE was down at the facility, looking at somebody else actually and said, Oh, let me see the big oh, guy. Oh, you know, bummer. Let me see the big guy move around a little mm-hmm. bit. And then they had someone beat me up for five minutes in front of them. They said, okay, well, if you learn how to speak German of all things, <laughs> we'll get, we'll get you down to Florida. And mm-hmm. that's where they have their, now what they call their performance center mm-hmm. and everything like that. So the training center, you know, or, or loosely yeah. hear that, you know, you walk out of that place thinking you're the king of the world, but mm-hmm. then. All of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, like mm-hmm. I said, really bad injury. Right. And just that was it. Unrelated to wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was just even stranger. But fast forward, you know, while we're still in active treatment, you know, I'm I'm leaning heavy on this wrestling. You know, I mm-hmm. we were ta- you were talking about how you had treatment yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and some people go for the comfort or the support. Mm-hmm. After I got past wanting someone to come with me, when I would go to treatment. And no one would laugh at me, but I know that they were, and I'd even laugh at myself. I would park my car purposely across the street from mm-hmm. Sloan Kettering and Nassau. Mm-hmm. And like I said, across the street was more across the parking lot because mm-hmm. they shared. It's not a short walk. They shared parking lot space with the Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. So like I said, so much stuff went on there for myself as a young mm-hmm. adult and as a, as a businessman and as, I just used to get out of my car and look at that. I went to high school, not even a block away mm-hmm. at a private high school. And then 
you know, the local college that I had started at was so that they were like, they were at the crossroads of all my mm-hmm. battlefields. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so I used to throw my AirPods in and I'd put out, you know, some sort of heavy metal music and I would treat it like it was my entrance. Like, right. okay. We're you going were going dun 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 right we're going, we're going we're going for our fight so uh i bought wrestling into my house here and it's something that i got to share with my stepdaughter and mm-hmm. i've gone to great lengths to explain to her sweetie this is like ballet they're friends they're mm-hmm. putting on a performance right yeah they're not really hurting one another because mm-hmm. i I don't need my wife telling me, oh, great. We just got called down to the school because she, <laughs> my daughter's down there saying my daddy beats up people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my daughter, my stepdaughter had wanted to go to wrestling and I knew that some of the stuff sometimes does on TV. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a little bit calmer now right. nowadays, but I still, you know, like to make sure I, I know what's going to go on. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff I show her. And I said, you know what? We're going to take her to what they call a live event as mm. opposed to a mm-hmm. TV taping because the live event is basically just a quick two-hour show right. where it's just matches, no, mm-hmm. no real talking, very minimal. Right. So we went to this show, and while we were on our way to this show, I actually had gotten my phone call that my DNA test came back that I was the only person who had beaten their cancer. Wow. And at that point, my stepdaughter didn't even know that her stepdad was sick. Right. Because you had protected her. He had protected her. And we, and I got to share with her and it was a great touching moment for Mm -hmm. my my wife and and her and myself, obviously. But at this point now, you know, much like that lady had said to you, I'm I'm here to party. Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of people now saying, Oh, we have to have a party. Right. Now, not to, say anyone's mindset is better than mm-hmm. anybody else but i have very bad survivor's guilt mm-hmm. because i know being one of one i'm by myself and like mm-hmm. i said i don't want to be by myself right. mm-hmm. you know so it, it, it's bittersweet so when people mm-hmm. were saying let's party i said what are we celebrating mm-hmm. and they said well you beat it i said I, I beat it i still mm-hmm. got people out there mm-hmm. So they said, well, what are we going to do to change your mind? Because we got to have a great old time and some mm-hmm. other expletives that, again, I'll spare mm-hmm. everyone. And uh, I said, you know what? I'll meet you halfway. We'll have a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And my father, you know, like I said, retired police detective, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam vet, oh. uh, very, very, very active mm-hmm. in, in local Long Island. Uh, a hero. Veter- veterans nonprofit community, mm-hmm. you know, as far as American Legion, the VFW. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all these great endeavors. And uh, he had such great acreage at this Legion Hall. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this this would be a pretty good place to have this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So we got back here. We got our fundraiser poster. Yeah, cool poster. Mm-hmm. We, we, we did a fundraiser for Sloan Kettering Kids. And the friend that kept twisting my arm to have this fundraiser said, well, what are you going to do for entertainment? And mm-hmm. I said, I don't know, a band. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to see me sing or dance, you know? So he said, how about wrestling? I Mm -hmm. I, I may know a person or two I can call. You can make some calls. Mm -hmm. If if they've got a group that could come down, he goes, well, you have to wrestle. I said, I haven't been in a a ring at that point in over 10 years. And And you'd been through chemo. And I said, I I literally (laughs) just 
like rang the bell the other day, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was able to work out again, but you know, it, I'm a little self-conscious but anyway. Mm-hmm. I got my arm twisted enough and, mm-hmm. you know, some will argue it didn't take too much twisting, but, uh, I, I got back in there and originally I was not going to do it. But then when I started to ask people, would mm-hmm. this make you want to come? And right. they, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, because you had that huge support system. So I viewed it as a means to further generate donations mm-hmm. for right. Sloan veteran kids. So that's what wound up happening. Mm-hmm. I found a, a veteran wrestler that I actually had my first match with long, like when I mm-hmm. first started. And he held my hand and guided me through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun and we raised so much money and Mm -hmm. it it was nice. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately the friend that did a lot of the arm twisting, he wound up passing Mm. away and everyone started to ask, they said, are you going to do another fundraiser? And I had originally intended it for it to be a Mm one-off. Everyone said, you know, Michael, my friend, Michael Fisher Mm -hmm. would have loved to Mm -hmm. do this again. Right. So I said, you know what? I, I don't have cancer anymore. And I don't want people to think I'm I'm back in the fight, even mm-hmm. though I'm still in it for others. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to honor him if that's mm-hmm. okay. So I spoke with his family, asked if I could use his name for it. And I said, what, what mm-hmm. charity did Michael like? And they mm-hmm. said, Michael loved to give to St. Jude's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's do this. So we made it the... Now we have it as the annual uh, My- Captain Michael Fisher Memorial mm-hmm. Wrestling Fundraiser, as he was a captain in the local volunteer fire mm-hmm. department. And we had a whole bunch of uh, local media, local politics. I know. I've seen some of it. It's fantastic. And, you know, the newspaper wanted to do a story. And I thought they wanted mm-hmm. to do a story on the event. And they said, no, we want to do it on on you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. And. They produced this beautiful two-page article mm-hmm. with this picture of me. I don't know if they airbrushed today, AI, whatever wizardry they did, but I actually look pretty darn good with no shirt on holding this <laughs> championship title above mm-hmm. my head that I had won on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, the V Foundation, one of my favorite mm-hmm. organizations, picked up on it on uh, on LinkedIn and. Mm-hmm reached out to me and we're getting to do some cool stuff together. Mm -hmm. And then as a result of that, Sloan Kettering Mm -hmm. further recognized me. And now we're doing some cool stuff together. And then just to complete the triad, the Melanoma Research Alliance Mm -hmm. reached out to me and now we're doing some cool stuff. together. So over the next couple months, there's going to be some really neat stuff coming out Mm -hmm. and I know this is going to be airing on October 30th, Mm -hmm. uh, but this weekend, which will be the weekend of the 21st going into Mm -hmm. the 28th, do my quick math there. I know. I I had to look at the calendar. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be actually wrestling on a card, which is going to be the largest uh, independent wrestling show Mm -hmm. in Island history. And, you know, obviously I I don't have any way of knowing the results of head of the time. None whatsoever. Right. We you know, wish not, we can. We're, we're going to say you're going to do good. I, I wish. That? That, yeah, that 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 works because I don't know these things. I mm-hmm. would have no clue of how to know what's going to happen. We have anyway, to add it in the show notes later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, but the really cool thing for me, which just unfolded actually last night was I purchased um, a few tickets uh, for a local uh, family that has two children mm-hmm. that are dealing with uh, pediatric cancer. Mm. And they're going to be my guests at this show. And I'm uh, sitting them front row. And the family was saying that the two young boys are so excited. And mm-hmm. I've uh, made sure that the local promotion mm-hmm. has carved out a healthy amount of time mm-hmm. for me to be able to bring these young men into the, wow. the ring after mm-hmm. the match that I, I hope I win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so and, and they're going to win, though. That's yeah, the important thing. And have the crowd uh, properly recognize mm-hmm. and hopefully leave them with a little bit of a memory to mm-hmm. help them fight a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, the reason why I, I do this, I, I, you know, I would be lying and full of bull duty if I said I didn't enjoy right. the wrestling. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, to finally put the button on all of it at almost 40 years old, mm-hmm. it's. It's, it's a little physically demanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have some aches and oaks that, you know, maybe my shelf life won't be as long, but mm-hmm. with, with, with this, with the wrestling, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I get out there and I do it because I want to have other folks see that not only is there life during cancer, mm-hmm. but there's always a possibility for life after cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you said at the beginning of the show, you know, Right now, I'm working on my MBA. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, going ahead and I'm working on these different organizations. Mm-hmm. I'm working my my full time job at, mm-hmm. as a business development manager for Gig USA. And mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I, I oh, just, we want to we need to give them a plug because they yeah, are a great well, organization. You know, I, I really a thank you to them more than than a plug. Mm-hmm. They are a great organization, but they're great people, more or less. You mm-hmm. know. Paul Keegan, who's a huge wrestling fan, which helps me a little bit here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very supportive. Uh, hello, Paul. Uh, Danny Demas, great guy as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and my direct, uh, the direct lady that I answered to, the lady in charge over there, the, the VP of the company, Gene Brodus. You know, Gene hand selected me out of all pools of applicants that, you know, she could have picked from. And uh, she gave me a chance knowing full well, hey, that I'm just getting really started at life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been nothing short of wonderful. They have backed me every mm-hmm. step of the way. And being I'm dealing with all these big organizations and, I, and I'm making, you know, mm-hmm. some wonderful appearances on podcasts, you know, they've even gone ahead and supported me by uh, getting a PR firm for me. And, wow. I, and I say to people, who the heck would do that? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's boss would say, you know, we want to make sure you're covered while you're out there mm-hmm. talking about wrestling. Like, right, right. Wait, that's not my job. We mm-hmm. we specialize in, in face-to-face fundraising, you know, on-site event, mm-hmm. canvassing, you know, really mm-hmm. helping nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. get out there and raise their awareness, mm-hmm. you know, streamline their fundraising. And, you know, I like to even call the people that we have on the field, not fundraisers, but I tell them storytellers because mm-hmm. we want to get out there and help those organizations right. tell those stories. And that, mm-hmm. you know, another quick one, if I can throw I had the pleasure last weekend of actually attending uh, Cancer for College's annual gala at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, you know, I am personally involved with some wonderful organizations, but professionally, and they get and they get my my vote personally as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, professionally, let me tell you, you know, with the Cancer for College. You know, they go ahead and they are providing college scholarships for 
cancer patients, young adults that would not normally have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to go to college. And then on top of it, they're even helping some of those students who already have been benefiting from the organization. They're helping them pay off their college debt as well. Mm -hmm. So not only are they giving them the ability to go to college, but any Mm -hmm. debt they accrue, they're canceling that out. So Mm -hmm. they're getting getting that second chance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to speak to a lot of these young scholars and they had the same mindset that you and I have. Like we went through this and it actually changed us for the better. Mm -hmm. And I told all of them, I said, I am so sorry that you didn't get to have X, Y, or Z, like any other teenager or young adult, Mm -hmm. but you have been given such a a gift, a Mm -hmm. blessing in disguise. And they were all so aware of it that Mm -hmm. I was humbled. I was just like, Oh goodness, I wish I had this level of maturity and awareness mm-hmm. at that age. And mm-hmm. such wonderful people. But you know, to, to wrap it up here as far as the organizations, like I said, the work with the V Foundation and them, you know, coming to me and asking to do some of these projects. Mm-hmm. The reason why, other than Stuart Scott, that I'm so happy to be working with them is the fact that I didn't realize this until about a few weeks ago. I'm actually one of their success stories and I didn't even know it. Hmm. my cancer as said was a rare one mm-hmm. like i said i'm the only one mm-hmm. and the way i got to become the only one was because my doctor dr margaret callahan at memorial sloan kettering was a member of their research efforts wow. she received funding for research for my treatment plan directly from the v foundation mm-hmm. So the V Foundation, in effect, helped save my life. It and did. Mm-hmm. the V Foundation being there operated by ESPN, mm-hmm. their infrastructure comes from ESPN. Right. So their support system of staff. Support system comes from ESPN. Mm-hmm. So every dollar donated to the V Foundation mm-hmm. goes directly to cancer research. Wow. So, you know, it's just, it, it's a testament to that organization, mm-hmm. much like Melanoma Research Alliance that I'm working mm-hmm. as well. You know, their CEO, Mark Gilbert, has told me that he plans on making sure that they give $100 million mm-hmm. to research. And right. so I'm kettering with their researchers. It's just mm-hmm. people don't realize. And, and I guess if it is something that I could ask your audience to do mm-hmm. is I know that right now we're unfortunately in a time in our country and in our world even where economically things are very tight for people Mm -hmm. everyone regardless of what you do or where you live is feeling it in some way shape or form and whatever you can give to any of those cancer Mm -hmm. research organizations and not even the ones that i'm working right any Mm -hmm. any vet some on your own pick a Mm -hmm. cancer that maybe either you have had or or someone that you love has had you Mm -hmm. know one in four Americans will deal with cancer mm-hmm. in their lifetime. So this is something that we all kind of need to band mm-hmm. together to, for. And, you know, we've had such great advances in, in medicine and technology. And I think right now with AI and, and how quickly we can develop mm-hmm. certain drugs, I, I really think we're on the doorstep of, of really making mm-hmm. this a reality where people like you and I are, for a good reason, a thing of the past. Right. I know. Wouldn't that be fabulous? No, it, it would be. It, it most certainly would be. And it's something that, you know, my mother has always said, live in hope. Mm-hmm. And I think something, it's not only that we can live in it, we can dwell in it, we can breathe in it, we mm-hmm. can 
probably be almost one step closer to actually even feeling it mm-hmm. too. And that's that, and that's what's important. I really believe, and after having some great mm-hmm. conversations, like I said, Mark Yolbert, the CEO of Melanoma Research mm-hmm. Alliance, he's not a businessman and not taking away from him, but mm-hmm. his bread and butter is he's an MD and right. he's been on the board for 25 He gets years. it. He gets it. Mm-hmm. And the conversations that him and I have had, I am amusingly enough, not that I'm saying I'm anywhere near his level of education. Mm-hmm. I have a minor in research. So I guess to kind of further step away from that, as we start to bring things towards the end, I guess any advice I would give to patients, I would say advocate, mm-hmm. advocate for yourself. Yes. You know, read peer reviewed articles, mm-hmm. you know, make sure what you're reading, like I said, is thoroughly backed with citation mm-hmm. and proper research mm-hmm. and not snake oil, so to mm-hmm. speak, but question your treatment, mm-hmm. ask questions. And if you don't feel you're well enough, bring someone with you to have a second set of ears. Not that you're saying you need someone there to mm-hmm. hold your hand and say, it's going to be all right. But having a second set of ears is so powerful because, Hey, you know, even I got overwhelmed sometimes mm-hmm. and I had to go, what did they say? Right. Say what, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And then as far as advice that I can give caregivers, you know, there are some of us that may need a little bit more and there are some of us that need a little bit less, but if we're going out to the store, let that be the chance to see what we do. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of space. Yeah. Don't, Every- don't be hovering over us it's all appreciated. You know, mm-hmm. I've had to have grown men pick me up out of bed and wipe my hiney for me, mm-hmm. you know, but under the same token, I've had to tell people like I can walk mm-hmm. down this, even if I am in my mm-hmm. walker, I can still make it. Mm-hmm. Let me give people a feeling mm-hmm. of independence. Mm-hmm. Even if they're really not ready for it, you can still, right. you can be there mm-hmm. where they don't see it, but you can still mm-hmm. be there. But that that's what I'd have to say to both mm-hmm. patient and advocate. If I had to mm-hmm. offer each one particular mm-hmm. thing. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Sean, it's it. You're in my head. You know, you you and I speak the same language because you know I I tell folks all the time. You know, you are who is in charge of your treatment. Um, you know, I tell people we are the the warriors. When I was very first diagnosed, I saw something that said, you know, fate says to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm, and the warrior responds, I am the storm. Yep. You know, but more even more importantly, is no warrior stands alone. We all have our tribes and, you know, and, and that is just, to me, that is, is, you know, the ultimate thing, you know, but let's, let's go hug our caregivers too, because sometimes it's even harder on them. You know, they're seeing us go through this and, you know, and, and they're having to have that stiff upper lip and not act like it's bothering them. You know, and, and so hug, you know, even now, I mean, you know, I know you hug your caregiver, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, go back and, or the friends, you know, let them know how much every, you know, we appreciate everything because we do, we could not have gotten here if it weren't for the caregivers. Oh, so, well, oh my gosh, you know, what we're going to do in the show notes is I'm going to um, have the links to the organizations that you support so folks can get involved with them. Uh yeah. You know, even if you can't donate financially, they all need volunteers. So, you know, that's also an absolutely fabulous way to, to help out. And, you know, maybe you can't help with people, you know, with especially if they are, are not doing well. That takes, you know, a special type of person. 
but maybe they need envelopes stuffed or you know things like that. So find ways that you can help, or as Sean said, find those organizations that are close to you and support those. So we'll have all of that. Um, you know, it, this has been absolutely wonderful. It, it's been such a, a great conversation. You know, check out Gig USA. You know, because the, you know, as Sean says, they are a great organization. But yeah, this we, we need to continue this. I mean, this is such a great discussion. And, you know, we're not putting ourselves on pedestals here. I mean, people always tell me, you know, hey, you're my shero. I'm like, no, you guys are. You yeah. know, it's 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 everybody around. So, you know, this, like I said, this has been absolutely wonderful. Sean, are there any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I, I think as you as you just said, you know, people say, oh, you're a hero, you're this. No, we're all heroes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the person that gets out of bed even in the morning with this or, you know, even being able to muster the strength to turn on the light, even if that was something you couldn't do the day before, that makes you a hero. Deb and I just have a message. Deb has a wonderful platform, you know, doesn't mean her or I are any better or any less than. It's just we're all in this together. And that's why I said I'm not going to stop, you know fighting until we're all out of this because i get up there and do what i do because if one person could say hey look at this knucklehead flopping and flipping around in this wrestling ring hey he can do it or he can go ahead and get an mba and he was in that and he was in that boat if one person lives a better life or fights a little bit harder and i mean it i'd go down the same road a thousand times and you know if anyone wants to get a hold of me i could be reached at uh the cancer fighter, Sean Wachter on Instagram and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash I N slash Sean Wachter. That's S E A N W A C H T E R. I love it, Sean. This really has been just, you're not going to like this. It's been inspirational. I have loved listening to you. Um, but more importantly, I know we have inspired and others, you know, and, and that was, that was the goal of this. So you know, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having the best conversation with Sean Wachter. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.